the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Strap yourselves in. The coronavirus has hit the market. I'm not stressed. We've seen this before. There's initial reaction, whether it be SARS or swine flu or Ebola. We go into this mode where we sell good and bad stocks. Winners, losers, we raise cash to see how bad is it going to get. Then in the coming weeks, we start seeing the numbers rise and we're like, ooh, we did a good thing by getting out, didn't we? Pat ourselves on the back. And then we start seeing the, the, the decline in flus, the, the decline in deaths. And we start seeing more companies. This is what I would be very worried about right now. I would be very worried chasing something. I saw one of the big stocks that was moving up today, and it's a down day. One of the stocks that was moving up was a biotech company that had the word nano in it. And basically, um, viral flu shots I can't even tell you what the name of the company was. It was something like Nano Viral something. Point being is that that stock's moving up almost 50% today in large part because, 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 because we're looking for who's going to come up with a cure for this. And the good news is we're in the 21st century and we did that human genome thing and we're better at identifying flus than ever before and putting together the scientists to start working on a vaccine or maybe a booster or something along those lines. I'm not scientifically smart enough to say that's going to happen. I'm going to say historically, these things have played out okay. In the short term, watch out. I would not kill any... Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm not a big Carnival Cruise fan in the first place, right? But I ain't going anywhere near a boat that, that everyone's in contained in the same little teeny tiny city and the flu goes around that kind of quickly. That's the thought on Wall Street. And you're seeing every cruise line that's publicly traded go lower today. You're seeing all the airlines go lower today because we don't want to be in a room with recycled air. Well, you know, flying 500 miles, not 500 miles, 500 miles an hour is the right way of saying that. Um, so you're seeing some obvious things. Um, like, for instance, this may not be as obvious, but a lot of casinos are lower today. A lot of luxury retail stores are lower today. Why? Because people are starting to think, China's going to get locked down. They're not going to fly. And the Chinese support about 30, 35, maybe as much as 40% of the luxury goods markets. Chinese, as a culture, according to Wall Street, loves luxury products. And they love to shop at luxury stores around the world. 
Now, if you have to stay home because people are dying of the coronavirus, you can't travel. That's all okay. It's all doable if, you, if you're trying to get, pick up what I'm throwing down. I know you're saying you're not hip enough to say that. Well, I just did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the coronavirus, today's not the day. Markets don't do that. And it's a kind of a light switch thing in our heads. Like, hey, maybe the market will be, the, maybe today's the day to buy. No, no. The risk on mindset has been turned off this morning. People don't want, they're looking for a selling catalyst. It's not earnings. It's, I don't think it's the impeachment issue, although that's starting to get a little hairier over the weekend. It's the coronavirus. And the appropriate areas are getting ahead in the market that reflect travel and spending. But everything else is going down, too. So this could be my opportunity to buy a company that I've always wanted to buy. I like it when the markets go into panic mode. Press is reporting today that 81 people have died from the coronavirus. I think last night when I went to bed, it was like 80. That's not horrific. The overwhelming majority of them are in China, which said it's going to extend the Lunar New Year holiday until February 2nd versus January 30th. Uh, Obviously, to keep the citizens of China enjoying the holiday longer. No. It's to keep the citizens closer to home for longer in an effort to keep contain the spread of the virus. That's kind of alarming, right? Now is not a good time to be watching those uh, uh, zombie shows that started with the flu or to any of the epidemic movies. You'll spook yourself. Widely held stocks like Apple, Starbucks, Walt Disney, and McDonald's are feeling the pinch that they have exposure into China. Apple manufactures a lot of their goods in China, but they also sell a lot in China. Disney's got a resort in China. McDonald's is a big story. Starbucks is as well. For years and years and years, McDonald's and Starbucks just dominated growth of stores in the U.S. And they're like, hey, we've run out of, we can't put another one anywhere in the United States. What do we do? Good. Let's look to China. Um, there's also some just headlines that came through this weekend that's not the best. Germany's business climax, climate index uh, for January was weaker than expected. Some political polls out of Iowa have Bernie Sanders taking the Democratic race, leading the Democratic race, not taking it. But you get the idea. That would be bad for the markets because they view Bernie as giving away basically socialism, socialism, political socialism. That's what the market thinks anyway. But we never know. Every time you think you know what a president's going to be like, it turns out not to be. Quite the case on Wall Street. U.S. Embassy got hit with a missile. Not one, not two, but three missiles in Baghdad on Sunday. Still a lot of Middle East tensions. Isn't Baghdad in Iraq? Yeah. And can't really say it's Iran, can you? So... Three missile shots. Maybe they don't want us there. <laughs> you know, just maybe. Um, other big stories that are moving the markets today? Nothing. I've summed it up well. Now, what's going to be interesting is I don't think today is the day to buy or sell. I think tomorrow is the more interesting day. Because today, it's, it's panic. 
tomorrow, not tomorrow, but this week, we get big earnings reports from big names, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Amazon, trillion-dollar stocks, and then also ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil is kind of interesting because you know how I told you airlines and um, casinos and uh, cruise lines are all weaker? Well, they all consume oil. They all consume energy. So ExxonMobil reports this week, and we'll be interested to see supply and demand issues. Again, I'm not too worked up. Not yet, I'm not. 800-516-1220. calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, some other stocks that are getting dragged into this that may be buying opportunities if it goes away sooner than later. Um, by the way, I should also throw in Nike as a big exposure into China. Some of these names I own, right? Like Apple and Nike and uh, Apple, Nike, Disney. I have exposure to all those. Am I selling? No. Travel stocks like Expedia and Marriott Internationals. I I forgot about Marriott International. I should hit that in my opening comments a little bit earlier. Uh, But Expedia and all the travel sites that you there, there's like five of them that are publicly traded. If you really want to go down that like that that well, I tend not to play disasters. If I do, it's tended to buy my favorite stocks when they're lower for no good reason. Big seminar coming up a couple weeks from now. You can learn more at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I do enjoy watching the Grammys and the Grammys were on last night. Just to see what the music community looks like. They wear the best outfits. I'm not a big uh, Academy Award, uh, Oscar kind of guy. That's that show's not for me. But I do like that the Grammys do a pretty good job with performances. And boy, were there a lot of them last night. I think there's 15 total. Um, I was happy to hear uh, Billie Eilish win four big awards last night. 18 years old makes me feel like I've wasted my life doing nothing. 18 years old, first album. Wins record of the year, song of the year, like two other awards. One for producing, one for something else. I don't know. Um, yeah, so the, the Grammys did a big tribute to, obviously, Kobe Bryant yesterday. And that was nice to see. And I think it was, it was an awkward award show last night. But they did that pretty well. A um, couple other things that I want to kind of skip over ever so briefly. Uh, Kobe Bryant did pass, and I, I was impressed with the way ESPN covered it. Oh, and what, did you have a moment yesterday? I think my moment started around 11.30, 11.40, when I'm out running my dog, um, 011-0111, and my phone starts to blow up. Text after text after text after alert after alert. Guess what happened? Do you know what happened? Kobe Bryant, dead, age 41. And then you're like, well... And you start processing it. And then you're like, his daughter... And then you like, five minutes later, more texts come in. And it's like, his daughter was on the plane, too. And you're like, oh... Maybe I should just turn my phone off. But I thought the sports world did a nice job. Neymar got a goal yesterday and uh, flashed up the numbers 24 with his fingers. I like it when someone in Europe responds to someone in the United States passing. It shows you, you are kind of a big deal. A lot of tributes. A lot of tributes. I will let you find that elsewhere in the world. 
because yesterday by the afternoon I, I was I was done not done with the story. I was overwhelmed by the story. The story got to me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. In a moment of, did that just really happen? Uh, Trump gets into a lot of trouble with Twitter, it feels like. Maybe it's, it's great and bad. I don't know. Maybe it depends on which political side of the fence you're on. But um, if you take a look at the Barack Obama tweet that happened earlier in the day than the Donald Trump tweet that happened later in the day, Pretty crazy how similar they are, they're, the tweet is. Not saying there's any plagiarism going on. Um, but there was a lot of coincidences. And again, it's, it's what a world we live in now where Twitter gets you in trouble. I've almost had to say I have to swear off Twitter, right? For that, that, that thought. I get myself into enough trouble. Stocks are tanky today as the coronavirus death toll rises. And my phrase that pays is the best week to be a stock picker is right here, right now. You got a lot going on. Coronavirus is pulling the markets down while a ton of companies, 35% of the S&P 500's companies, 35%, are going to be reporting earnings this week. Microsoft, Facebook, AT&T, Boeing, McDonald's. McDonald's, Amazon, Visa, Verizon, Coca-Cola, Amgen, um, Tesla. Tesla's had a big run-up. Will their earnings be a reason to sell? Buy on the rumor, sell on the news. Uh, Visa just acquired a, another payment company. I'm really fascinated by Visa. Visa's very much so a tech company, very much so. And the stock's been moving up. Pretty much so nonstop for five years. It's tough to find an opportunity to buy the stock. Will the slowdown due to the coronavirus create a dip in the stock? Will people say, I want to sell everything good, damn bad? In this case, throwing out the baby with the bathwater, which for the record, because we're on radio and sometimes the listeners of radio stations are not always as highly IQ'd as myself. Don't throw out the baby or the bathwater. Just just let the drain, open up the drain, let the drain, just take the water out. Take the baby out. Put clothes on baby. He said, don't throw out the baby with a bathwater. So I threw my baby out. <laughs> yes, that tends to happen. Um, economic data this week is out there. It's not. Uh, it is the last week of January, but we don't get the jobs report until the first Friday of the next month. And that doesn't happen this week. So the month ends on Friday first uh fridays until the 7th of february that's the news that is going to move the market as far as economic data new home sales won't do it um dr horton coming out sprint coming out probably not like big enough the big boys that i've talked about that have moved up egregiously and if you had any stock to sell in them you may say hey this is a good opportunity because if things do get out of hand i want some cash available powder ready i think is what people refer to it as um, Super Bowl, end of the week. So we got that story out there. Um, but again, it really seems to come back to superstar Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna killed in an L.A. area helicopter crash. And now people are in that early part of the investigation. Uh, Lockheed Martin owns the company who made the... 
the helicopter. I want to say the Sarkovsky, but <laughs> don't get mad at me if I said that wrong. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Big seminar coming up, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I hope to see you there. Um, it's a good time, especially with this coronavirus going on. It's a time where it makes sense to have someone who's grounded help you through the market and the economy and the income and retirement. See, this is a, a fearful event. When the markets start to pull back and you're in retirement, that's why you need a plan. And that's why there are people who are certified financial planners who make certified financial plans. Michelob Pure Ultra Gold has released its Super Bowl spot. Why do they do this? Wasn't it? Like, was, I get it. They get more exposure out of it. They get more play out of the commercials. They spend a lot of money on them. They don't want you to just watch them in the Super Bowl. But wasn't it nice back in the day when the internet didn't spoil every commercial? But Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, let me spoil it for you. It's all about organic farming. And for me, that doesn't ring with me. For younger people, it rings. And that's, I think it's a generational thing. I don't know if organic beer is all that, if you know what I'm saying. The company promises every purchase of a six-pack of pure gold will go towards helping farmers transition six square feet of farmland into organic. Okay. It's something with a cause. It's like Warby Parker. Buy a pair of their glasses. They give a pair of glasses to a poor kid in a developing country. You like it, right? It doesn't ring with me. You know, I grew up in a generation where we saw our parents throw trash out the window of their car. And we're like, that's a bad idea. Let's recycle it. And now the next generation is taking it a little bit above and beyond us. Good for them. Anyhow, and anyway, big seminar coming up February 6th, Thursday evening, 630 to 830 in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Go to Rob Black's show. Sign up using code RADIO25. I'll see you there. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Haven't heard anything new from Imagine Dragons recently. Maybe one day soon. With that being said, um, Super Bowl's coming up, and I'm going to spend, I'm going to try not to talk about coronavirus. I, I do it on a regular basis. There are ways to say, like, you're playing intelligently. Estee Lauder and Nike generate 17% of their revenue from mainland China. Those are the stocks that are probably most susceptible. Tapestry, PVH, VF Corporation all have huge exposure into China. Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, all publicly traded. McDonald's, Starbucks, Yum China. If this is like other contagions and situations along those lines, it's going to be those stocks that the buying opportunity happens in. If it is something you're interested in, I don't know. China's restricted travel for at least 35 million people across 15 cities. And it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. So try to figure out what you own and why it might be a problem. I don't know. Don't want to talk about it nonstop. Sports gambling. That's what I want to talk about in this segment. The Super Bowl. Premier event in the United States. I do a lot of reading on the weekends, and there's two things, not two things, there's so many things that fascinate, but two things that, you know, I, I looked at this weekend. Esports, uh, 
and essentially what I'm going to be calling e-gambling. But sports gambling for now, I think it does evolve into more electronic gambling. And I'm not going to talk about the, the positives or negatives of gambling or the legalities of it. You decide your own morality. I, I don't bet on sports games. I could say that. Like, that doesn't even interest me. Um, sports betting in particular, online sports wagering from mobile phones, is one of the hottest trends in gambling. The business has mushroomed since the Supreme Court in May 2018 struck down federal legislation that had banned sports wagering in all but a handful of states, essentially Nevada. There has been a rush to legalize sports wagering ever since the Supreme Court did that, with betting now allowed but not necessarily live yet in 20 states, but coming, including New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Michigan. Analysts think dozens of more states could approve sports betting in the coming years as it's a way for a state to tax you. Maybe on your winnings, maybe on your losings, but maybe they, I, I, what are they going to do? We don't know. But instead of the bookie making the money, it's the state that's going to be making the money. Some level, don't quote me on that because it's going to be the companies too. But $150 billion is bet on sports illegally every year. I did find it interesting. I was watching a commercial yesterday and into it, Rocket Mortgage um, has some sort of squares for the Super Bowl. Go to our website. We're going to suck you in that way. No purchase required. And squares is always one of those fun things to do on the Super Bowl where you, you get number like seven and three of the first quarter ends, seven to three or 17 to 13. Then woohoo, you won that square. Um, but that's also kind of interesting because the NFL has seen a rating spike in the last two years. And some analysts are seeing that it's been hand in hand exactly at the same time as gambling has become legalized in more states. Sports gambling. Uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, sometimes you're watching sports and you're like, that man makes so much money, I don't care. Like, why am I supporting him? And you're like, well, I got $10 on him. I want that man to win. I get it. This is the biggest growth opportunity for the U.S. gambling industry in the last 10 years. Sports betting revenue will rise to about $7 billion in 2025 from less than $1 billion in 2019. $1 billion to $7 billion. About 80% of that is expected to be online. That's pretty good money. The profit margin on sports betting is about 7%, meaning that $7 billion of revenues would stem from about $100 billion of bets. Online's the future. Um, We don't like to go out, and when there's coronavirus, we definitely don't want to go to a casino where people are going to be smoking and coughing on you. Gambling companies flocked to New Jersey because it was the big one that got the first deal done to bring it to the state right across the river from New York City. 25% of New Jersey's business comes from New Yorkers who are crossing the Hudson River by train or car to gamble. A big casino was opened up in, I want to say Washington, D.C. It could be Virginia. It's right on that Potomac area. A big casino was opened up and it's booming. But that's off topic because that's not sports betting, and I'm trying to do sports betting right now. Uh, the industry's prospects right now on sports betting and sports gambling and turning those into investments, California, Florida, Texas, and New York. 
they've got about a third of the population between those states. And there are no legal sports wagering now in California, Texas, or Florida. It's all kind of interesting to throw down. The outlook for sports gambling, despite uncertainty about the pace of legalization, the ultimate profitability, is Wall Street's positive on the outlook. DraftKings, remember that a couple years ago? Where bet on fantasy sports, get 25 free dollars when you log on. Or I don't remember their commercials all that well. But when we were doing online gambling there for a couple minutes and everyone was getting kind of into it. There's a stock called Diamond Eagle Acquisition. They reached a deal in late December to buy DraftKings. Ticker symbol is D-E-A-C. Now, DraftKings is not profitable. They spend a ton of money on advertising. And right now, it's the only pure play. Then you get players like MGM Resorts, Eldorado Resorts, Caesars Entertainment, Wynn Resorts, Las Vegas Sands, all casinos. But DraftKings is the only pure play. These casinos have exposure to different areas of the country, of the world. And then online, where the dominant part portion of gambling is going to happen. Now, keep in mind, I want, to, I want to stop this. Even though this is a big growth opportunity, think about when we were talking about legalizing marijuana. And we got 10 states, and then Canada as a nation does it. A lot of those marijuana stocks roared higher and then crashed. Because the consumer, you got in after they moved. California, they're online unlikely anytime soon on sports gambling. Texas is an anti-gambling state. They only have two Indian casinos. No fantasy bets. Florida legalization unlikely in 2020. Um, There's a Seminole tribe, which is incredibly powerful in Florida, that controls the gambling and controls the outlook of Florida. So, As I started the story and I told you about the biggest states that we kind of need to get this momentum going, none of them are close to legalizing sports gambling. Now, there's other states we could talk about. New York, it's legal in four upstate casinos. In Illinois, it's legal, but no betting yet. What? So in Illinois, you can legally bet. It's legal, but no betting yet. I don't know how that works. Physical operators have head start versus online only. So all these states break down in different ways. Another play on investing in sports gambling in the United States is Flutter Entertainment. Now, the only problem with that is is you have to have an international stock brokered. Because it's the top UK betting company that controls FanDuel, which is the major competitor of DraftKings. Now, Flutter also has listed in the United States on the pink sheets. I don't like it. I don't like pink sheets. Nothing against the color pink. But stocks that are traded on the pink sheets, they're like the wild, wild west. When you get on the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones Industrial Average, or the Dow, you have a certain gravitas, a certain weight to you, that you can meet certain requirements, cash in the bank, operating cash, you have some things that you can hold on to. When it's pink sheets, rules are off the table. And you can usually tell it's a pink sheet player because it has five letters in the United States. 
So a lot of these, there's going to be a lot of mess here too. So the trend is awesome, but the noise inside that trend is makes it a lot more difficult. For instance, the company that owns FanDuel, Flutter that I was just talking about, you have to have an international account to get in with that parent company, or you could buy the one the pink sheets where it's is a lot more diluted. I wouldn't do it. But there's also things like Poker Stars. Do you remember a couple years ago when Poker? Well, it was probably ten years ago. It wasn't even a couple. When Poker was everywhere, you'd turn on ESPN in the middle of the night. And it was you know, Poker after dark, Poker after midnight, and uh, you kind of got to see some of the players. And you're like, oh, that guy's a character. He always wears a cowboy hat. And then you'd see the person who puts on the sunglasses and doesn't move person who's trying to get the crowd behind them. But yeah, yeah. So we went through this poker phase in the United States. So we, we are susceptible to phases, right? So one of the sports betting companies, the one I was just talking about, Flutter, may or may not pursue an acquisition with Stars Groups, which owns Poker Stars. This is where it just gets kind of confusing, right? You, there's only a couple of pure play, Diamond Eagle and Flutter. And then after that, you get into like Boyd Gaming, Penn National Gaming, which are very much more regionally spread and not pure plays. Silverberg advisor for taking action, any stocks. Hopefully, if you have against something against gambling, socially, I get it. It's a sin. Sin kind of draws in money, whether it's smoking, tobacco, gambling. You get the idea. There's money there. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up. Sign up at Rob Black Show. It's on the 6th of February. In Palo Alto, robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm not going to get into a lot of Kobe news. Down the road, I'll start talking more about it in generic terms on how it could affect you. Anytime there's a big national story, international story, where there's some financial learning lessons, I I like to try to take advantage of those. I like to try to, like, say, hey, um, what would happen to your family if you died? Um, The very first thing I thought of in that tragedy, not the very first thing, but when news threw out that there were some young women in the crash, it brought me back to Gerber Life Insurance. I know you're saying, that's the craziest thing you've ever said. It's pretty crazy. I'm not a big fan of life insurance on children. I find it creepy and ghoulish. Um, if you've ever been up midnight, maybe, two in the morning, watching Comedy Central, Dave Chappelle's making you laugh, you might see one of those really odd commercials where they show a, you know, a parent and a loving child, and then and then something happens. And you're like, no. Why did you have to go there? And dur- burial expenses are more than your family could afford. You tend not to need life insurance on children. I'm not going to be the person who decides that for you. It's compelling because you see the commercials and you're a mom, and you're like, I could buy life insurance for my baby for 54 cents a day. That's my impression of all moms. So I don't know why. My mom is something more like this. Robert, Robert, you're not funny. But if you can buy life insurance for 54 cents, and then like 60 years later, your kid, or 30 years later, you can take some of that money out to 
buy a house that was going into his life insurance that never got used. You've built up, quote unquote, a premium. Uh uh-uh. Sounds great, but it's all about fees that you pay during that time. If my children died today, and what a morbid thing to say out loud, because you're not ever supposed to, parents aren't supposed to bury their children. But if my children died, I don't need their income. I need some time off from work to mourn. For sure. Now, if my son was Shirley Temple or something back in the day, I don't know. How about that six-year-old YouTube influencer who plays with toys? Do they need life insurance? Do the parents need life insurance on that? Well, we've quit our jobs. Maybe you do if you quit your jobs to support a six-year-old YouTube influencer. I don't know. But I'd go with term life or something different. You don't need whole life insurance. You don't need variable life insurance. And that whole Gerber baby thing, it's just morbid. Now I know some of you have exceptions to the rules. I'm playing the rules game here. I'm trying to get as much data into many people's hands as possible. And back to mothers. Mothers make all sorts of financial decisions based on children that they don't necessarily based on their husband. <laughs> I can tell you from my own experience, right? Um, but you have a baby and you're like, you want to save money for their college. Not even necessarily for your retirement. You want to save money like for them. You want to put them, you no longer want to live in the city because you, even though it's fun and it's great to go out and have, entertain yourself in, you got to go to the suburbs because they got better schools. Like, Moms make a lot of decisions. And like the Gerber life insurance, I don't like. I don't like life insurance on kids. Done. But like what I'm talking about, mothers, they make a lot of decisions like curb appeal on a house. When they have babies, that's when everyone's probably most emotionally, like, uh, how shall we say, neat, not needy, uh, emotionally charged, easy to motivate with advertising. I had a couple kids and... Uh, there's some nights where I'd stay up and like help degas them or burp them or change them or entertain them. And the, the mother's dead asleep. And like, I remember a car commercial coming on one night and the baby was riding a baby was riding inside of a tire. So it was a tire commercial and the tires driving all around the town. And like, these tires will keep your baby safe. I'm like, I'm going to go buy those tires tomorrow. And I start bawling. I'm like, Emotionally too much for me. But we're very susceptible to marketing at weird times in our lives. And children are one of them. So that's one of the reasons I'll say on the air, buy a house in a good school district. Yes, you may get, and I'm just, I'm going to make up a town and we're going to call it Stockton. You may get an incredible deal in Stockton. But unless it's just got a good school system, I'd pass on it. I'd rather buy homes where moms want to buy your home. I'm talking single family homes for the record. Does that, I, you kind of want, or I'd rather buy near a college. Teachers and students will always need housing. Or I'd rather buy near a hospital or a big job center like Facebook or Google or Apple or Amazon. Because people don't want to drive far. They want to live close to where they work. So those are some general rules. And again, this is where you get into trouble. It's because there's a lot of specifics out there that I, I can't possibly foresee. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. NFL, Super Bowl coming up. A lot of big commercials coming up. Members of the losing team make $62,000 each. Members of the winning team make 124000 each. It's not that much, is it? In the wild card, pay scale is a lot different. In the divisional round, pay scale is different. In the conference championship, pay scale is different. So you make, you make it, it's worth your time. But for the big star players, you almost think like they don't want to risk their health. But to win a Super Bowl, that, that ups your advertising cachet, right? Uh, I don't have all the answers today. I'm sorry. Um, death of Kobe Bryant is heavy on the markets right now. It's heavy in the news. And then the coronavirus, heavy on the markets news. Don't panic. Have a plan. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up on the 6th of February, Thursday in Palo Alto. Sign up at robblackshow.com. 